This is The Drive with Josh Graham podcast. We are killing it online. Tune into The Drive weekday afternoons 3 to 7 on WSJS. Glad to have you on this Thursday drive. It is WSJS, News Talk Sports for the Triad, where once again Bryce Young missed practice today with that ankle injury. It's not a guarantee he's going to miss the game three days from now, but pretty close to it. The Panthers put out on their social media that he's not expected to play. He was still in attendance at practice today, and even though he had a slight limp, he wasn't wearing a brace or a boot on the ankle, and that's a pretty good sign. What does that mean for the Panthers on Sunday? Regardless of Bryce Young's status, you should not give up on the Panthers in Seattle. This is going to be a competitive game because these Seahawks, let's face it, aren't exactly world beaters. In their opener, which was also in Seattle, they lost to the Rams by 17 points. Lost to a division rival. There's familiarity there by 17 points. And if you want to talk about injuries, the Seahawks... You could argue just as banged up as the Panthers are. This was outlined pretty well by the voice of the Panthers, Anish Shroff, on the show earlier this week. The silver lining here is Seattle's not at full strength either, right? DK Metcalf is battling a rib injury. Um, the offensive line for Seattle's missing a couple of pieces. Guess what? Bobby Wagner looks a step slow. Jordan Brooks is coming off an ACL. Uh, Reek Woolen is hurt, who had a terrific rookie season as a cornerback. Jamal Adams probably won't play. Maybe he does, but he's coming off an injury. You know, Devin Witherspoon missed the first game with an injury. He's a rookie corner making, what, his his second career appearance. Through two games, the Seahawks are 29th ranked defensively, and they struggled to get to the quarterback. This is after the Panthers played a couple of good front sevens against Atlanta and New Orleans. You, You might say, Josh, I don't want to hear about injuries We have an injury to the most important guy on the field. Geno Smith's still going to be out there for Seattle. But if you want to talk quarterbacks, are we sure right now, after two games as a rookie, Bryce Young is all that different than Andy Dalton? Vegas doesn't seem to think so. The line yesterday was Seattle minus six and a half. Send me that cash out, fam. And today, as we talk to you, it's still Seattle minus six and a half. That's why we're going Panthers plus six and a half in Vegas, by the way. Graham's gambling. We're rolling with that. Send me that cash out, J.C. Horn might not be on the field, but he's on his show telling us what to do with these things. Andy Dalton's level's not all that different than Bryce Young's right now. You might even argue, given the fact they're Going to Seattle, it might be better to have a vet in this spot than to have Bryce on the field. Not because of crowd noise goodness. You hear people say this all the time, as if Seattle Stadium is somehow louder than Baton Rouge on a Saturday night last year. Knoxville was in Tennessee, where it almost registered as an earthquake happening in Tennessee when that kick went through a year ago. Oh, but he lost those games, Josh. Yeah, but Bryce was awesome in those games, too. So it's not about crowd noise. It's about preparation. It's a short week. It's There's process. There's things that you have to, that Andy Dalton's gone through that Bryce Young has not. And that's why Carolina, they keep this game close. 
I've got Seattle 21, Carolina 17. Nobody thinks Carolina's going to win, including me. But would it shock me if they do? No. Everybody has them losing this game, which is a totally different environment than what they've had their first two games. It's a totally different way that they're being viewed. Week one, you had folks still saying they were going to win double-digit games. You've had people picking them to win the NFC South. So there were some expectations facing a division opponent right out of the gate in Atlanta and Bryce Young's debut. There's pressure with that. And then on Monday Night Football, you don't want to fall to 0-2 and you certainly want to, don't want to do it on prime time on your home field. Now that you've lost those two games, Carolina can go out and play loose. The coaches are fine. Frank Reich, he's not on the hot seat. No coach is on the hot seat. Not this year. Not with a rookie quarterback. Not in their first season. There are no expectations. Just go out there and play. You can play loose. The pressure's all on Seattle. And that's different than what Carolina had the first couple of weeks. Don't give up on the Carolina Panthers in Seattle just because Bryce Young's not on the field. On Twitter, at WSJS Radio, if you want in. That's where we're streaming video in addition to YouTube and Twitch. Will Dalton, the executive producer of the show. Since I'll be out tomorrow, you're going to be hosting the show. Do you think you can handle it? I will. We're going to have some good guests. Dave Pulaski, Darren Vaught, Stan Cotton's going to be stopping by. Not bad. I'm jealous. Just don't wreck the Porsche. I'll see. We'll see. I'm going to be in Hilton Head for a conference with my wife tomorrow. And since that's the case, let's hit on the big college football games on the weekend right now. This is not Graham's gambling. I don't think we don't have picks for any of the big games in college football. We like the gross ones that you're probably not paying a lot of attention to. But these are the biggest games of the weekend, starting with Florida State Clemson in Death Valley. This has Jordan Travis two or three turnover game written all over it. Everybody's written off little old Clemp. Everybody. After they lost at Duke. You had Paul saying that the dynasty's over. Clemson's in shambles. Dabo is not a good coach anymore because he didn't go into the portal. Now, those aren't mutually exclusive ideas. He needed to go into the portal more than he did, and Clemson would have been a lot better off. But that doesn't mean you can't win at home against Florida State. Florida State, they have more talent than Clemson does. But Clemson still has a lot of dudes defensively. They don't lose that often at home. I think the way everyone's written them off, the Tigers get back in the mix, the contender mix, with a win against FSU. It's too soon to write them off. They still got Notre Dame on that schedule, North Carolina. They're at South Carolina, a potential ACC championship game. That's quite a bit. If they beat FSU and take care of business in those games, you're talking about Clemson being in the college football playoff discussion. Again, a loss at Duke doesn't completely eliminate you. And it's similar logic for why I think Alabama is going to take care of Ole Miss. Both are ranked in the top 15. Bama hasn't looked good the last few weeks offensively. They're going to go back to Milrow. That is better than Ty Simpson and whatever the name of the other guy is. Oh, Buchner from Notre Dame, who has that familiar familiarity with Tommy Reese. Roll Tide. Lane Kiffin doing all that talking. This game's in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide. 
How about Colorado? Speaking of talking, Dan Lanning had those comments at Pac-12 Media Day during the summer, very dismissive of Colorado and Deion Sanders. Do you believe? Not this week, I don't. No, sorry. Three touchdown underdogs. I don't think Oregon's going to cover that. I don't even know if they're going to get to the over of 69, 70 points. But Oregon's going to win this game comfortably. Like, there is a scenario where Prime tries to slow it down, Do you believe? play the clock a bit with Dylan Edwards and try to run the ball a bit. But Oregon's got more dudes, and this is where Prime's going to lose his first game. You lose Travis Hunter last week. Everybody talks about what he can do offensively. I think it's often forgotten about what he can do defensively. I think he's a better defensive player than he is an offensive player. He's the most important defensive player that Colorado has. So without him, I just don't see how Colorado gets stops. Oregon's going to score 40 points in this game. So we're going Oregon 42, Colorado 24, something like that. Then you get to the game that college game day is going to be at. It's Notre Dame, Ohio State. It's in South Bend. One way or another, this game's going to come down to Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman is either going to win this game for the Irish or he's going to lose this game for the Irish. Plain and simple. If Notre Dame beats Ohio State, it is because Sam Hartman was measurably better than an Ohio State quarterback who's going on the road for the first time as a starter. Accord. But if Notre Dame loses this game, we might see primetime Sam Hartman make an appearance. Wake fans know exactly what I'm talking about. Biggest game of the COVID season against Wisconsin in the bowl game. Sam Hartman throws several picks in the second half of that game, three or four. ACC championship game. The biggest game Wake Forest has had since they won the ACC title in 2006. Sam Hartman throws, I believe, three picks in that game. And they always seem to come in bunches. Last year, Wake Forest ranked in the top 10. You're at Louisville. And I remember being on the field in Knoxville. I had some TV screens and a suite down there. And watching Sam throw interceptions on back-to-back possessions that went the other way for scores and thinking it was a replay. It was not. Sam had a ton of turnovers. It went badly. And if you thought that was just a freak occurrence, well, a week after that, I was there in Raleigh when Sam Hartman threw a ton of picks there too. My fear is, with the stage being as big as it can be, game days in town, top 10 matchup in South Bend, that's uh, primetime Sam. He's going to come out, and he's probably going to throw some picks. I think Ohio State's a better team. I think they get some stops. Ohio State wins at Notre Dame. Just some picks that we've got for this weekend. Not Graham's gambling, but just some quick hitters. Send me that cash out, fam. For the college football weekend. It's the drive with Josh Graham. WSJS. Ian Eagle is the NSMA's National Sportscaster of the Year. Crowned in Winston-Salem this summer, he will be on the call for Panthers-Seahawks 
Sunday afternoon, and he joins us now on WSJS. And this is a true story. A few weeks ago during Panthers preseason, Ian spotted WD and I and wanted nothing to do with me. Instead, just wanted to know what movies WD had been watching. And when he told him what he had watched at that point, Ian said he was proud of WD. And as I was lining this up, same kind of exchange happened. I told him that he watched Beverly Hills Cop for the first time yesterday. And the first thing Ian's asking me, hey, has he seen Fast Times at Richmond High? Of course he hadn't. So, Ian, you should be happy to know that he was so excited that you were joining the show today that he went and watched Fast Times at Richmond High, even though he didn't have to. He knew you were coming, so that's why he watched it. I feel like this is a good kind of homework. I'm, I'm leading him down a path for more joy in his life, uh, reflecting back now and, and thinking, you know what? I missed out on a whole genre of movies. I also noticed your rejoin music. That was, that was very nice. I'm a Swifty. It's out there. You could have gone Bad Blood. You could have gone with Karma. You could have gone with You Need to Calm Down. Any of them would have been sufficient. But uh, the fact that uh, you made the connection is uh, putting a smile on my face. It's been a, a really interesting week of reaction from one call on an NFL game. We need to revisit that. Let's put a pin in that for a second because you're right. Yes, karma is a cat, maybe a Carolina Panther. We can get to that mm-hmm. momentarily. Uh, WD, 15-second version. Did you like Fast Times at Ridgemont High? I loved it because he, he recommended Caddyshack too. Yes. And these two films, Caddyshack and now Fast Times, it's just a movie where I can just turn my brain off and just laugh at it, just belly laughs. It's mm. it's dumb humor, but it's I I love it. I'm sure it's my favorite. I'm sure Ian is so proud. <laughs> I am. I'm actually really proud. WD, I'm going to give you one step further oh. beyond dumb humor because at least those movies had a plot. I'll give you a movie now that <laughs> you can not only turn your brain off, you could turn all bodily functions off. <laughs> Airplane. I've That's seen your it. Next assignment. I've no! seen it. I, it's one of my favorites. I didn't even make right. him see that one, Ian. He saw it. I All love right. the 80s that comedies, man. That's impressive. All right. What about Trading Places? Have you seen Trading Places? No. No clue what Never that is on that one. Excellent. See, we're talking Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. That's Put it on the list. Put it, <laughs> put it on the list, it's, Will. It's, it's on the list. We're writing that down. So the Carolina Panthers have announced in the last five minutes. Bryce Young is not expected to play against Seattle. Mm. How much of a damper does that put on Seahawks, Panthers from a national perspective? Well, on a personal level, I wanted to see him. It's, it's important that he gets reps. It's important that he gets experience. And from, again, my lens, having done this now 26 years of NFL, I enjoy calling games of players in their rookie year, guys that you think have a chance to be big-time players. I remember Peyton Manning's first year. I remember Tom Brady when he got his opportunity to start and Andrew Luck and Drew Brees. We can go on and on over that time period of quarterbacks that that stepped in and and didn't have success right away but figured it out, problem-solved. So, yeah, uh, selfishly, I wanted to see him out there. But you understand and respect the process, the toe injury that he's, or ankle injury that he's dealing with. I just watched the play where they think it happened. In a bizarre way, short term, 
they may have a better chance to win this game now with Andy Dalton under center than they would have with Bryce Young, considering where they're playing, considering the kind of defense they're going against. They they might actually be in a better position to win. But for the the long-term good of the franchise, you got to see Bryce Young play, and he's got to go out there and, and take his lumps, so to speak, as a rookie quarterback. Ian Eagle with us here. He will be on the call. Panthers, Seahawks, CBS, Sunday. Last Sunday, you had this call right here that WD's pulled of Travis Kelsey's touchdown that went viral because of the Taylor Swift reference. Mahomes floats it up. Caught! Touchdown, Travis Kelsey! Kelsey finds a blank space for the score. Blank space, Taylor Swift. <laughs> How prepared were you going in for that? Uh, I... I didn't have anything set up that I was going to say exactly. I had some things marinating in my head. And what I've learned through the years is you don't force this. You don't try to shoehorn something in just for the sake of getting it in. It's got to fit. And it can't be on a seven-yard play along the sideline or a first down catch for 14. It had to really come on a touchdown. And then by the way, it has to be in the flow of the game. If you're, if you're trying to squeeze in a line that doesn't fit in the rhythm of the conversation, then that's a problem. So I just had a few things that, that I certainly thought I could go to if need be. And then the situation happened and it just felt like the right line at the right time. What was the best reaction you got to that? (laughs) I mean, I had uh, many, many, many people from my past check in because it went across the sports sphere. When it pops on TMZ within an hour after the game, uh, you know that this thing has crossed over in some way. I did not anticipate, expect, I know Taylor Swift has just probably a billion fans worldwide. I don't even want to say the millions anymore. That's how big she is. And I am a fan of her. She is tremendous. She's an incredible performer. And obviously what she did this past summer was uh, the things that superstars do. Does it make you smile knowing that she probably has heard that call? Uh, I didn't think of that, but yeah, it's kind of a cool byproduct of somebody on her team brought their phone over and played the call. She, she, I would hope got a kick out of it. Certainly no malice. And even on the side of Travis Kelsey, like the last thing I would want to do is to, to make a mockery of his situation. I just thought it was a cute line. Oh no, 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 no. I I don't think someone from her team brought it over. She was watching the game because she wanted to see how Travis was doing. Oh, you think she saw it live? (laughs) Oh yeah. You believe she was locked into the play by play. (laughs) Jaguars. She she had it circled. Do you think she caught my Cisco reference from earlier when (laughs) Andre Cisco came away with the interception and I mentioned the thong song? Do you think she was on that? Yeah. All over it. I think she's going to be watching this week, Panther Seahawks, to see what you'll do next. On that note, maybe I could throw some things at you just to have marinate real quick. Some things that you, I mean, you obviously do what you do, man. You, you, you're, you're the chef. You know how to cook here. Uh, here's some, some some potential ingredients. Are you ready? I'm ready. If the moment presents where Adam Thielen catches a touchdown, how about hooked on a Thielen? <laughs> No. Okay. 
Brian Burns. He gets a sack. Burns, baby, Burns! That's not bad. This is my favorite one, though. This is the one I think I had the best shot with. Jonathan Mingo had some big catches the last week. He has a big catch Sunday. That's a Mingo! <laughs> I'm going to take it all under advisement. I'm going to give it to my my assistant, Boyd, and let him uh, go through the, the different options and, and see what we come up with. By the way, I do not have an assistant. That just sounded like a good assistant name. Really Boyd. Boyd. <laughs> Boyd, the assistant. Jonathan Mingo. That's that's a Mingo. All right, Ian Eagle, thanks for doing this. Uh, we look forward to watching and seeing your call, hearing your call on Sunday. And if something great comes out of it, whether it's Cisco, Taylor Swift, or that's a Mingo, we're all winners. So trading places, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Will, have you seen that? That, is, that, movie. that is one of my favorite movies, Ian. Oh, man. So now we're we're just... We're, we're cooking with, with oh, gas. Now. Yeah. Thanks for doing this, Ian. See you, bud. Josh Graham, only on WSJS. Five and three last week. Four weeks of doing this. We have yet to have a losing week. Our record on the season. 14 and 10. Still a modest start. Our standards higher than that. We hit on 60% of our picks a year ago. So we want to keep this thing rolling. WD, you want to know what my number was when I played baseball and soccer in high school? I'd love to. Seven. Huh. Oh, six. It's my favorite number. It's also the Orioles magic number and trying to win the ALE since the Angels. <laughs> Blew that ninth inning lead again. 10 minutes ago, and the Rays walked it off. I'm not bitter, though. It's time for Graham's Gambling. If you're not gambling. Come on now, let's talk some money. You're not trying. You are so money. You don't even know it. But you do. Let's play some bets. I'm going to make you rich. This is Graham's Gambling. And we start with a game tomorrow night in the Big Ten. Purdue fans. They're going to show up in full force, even though Syracuse clobbered them a week ago. Boiler up! I'm not taking Purdue to win the game, or even, you know, I'm not taking a side in this game against Wisconsin. I'm instead looking at the total. Phil Longo, he can put up some points. We learned that when he was in Chapel Hill. They've got Tanner Mordecai, who threw a lot of touchdowns when he was at SMU. This is a capable Wisconsin offense. Purdue's defense might be stinky, like stinky poo. So I think they're going to get over that 53-and-a-half total. So we go into the weekend the right way with an over tomorrow night. Give me that cash out, fam. The first of three ACC picks for Saturday begins in Hartford, West Hartford, Duke-UConn. A game you can listen to on WSJS. Yes, UConn's breaking in a new quarterback who actually had some moments a week ago. I wasted time yesterday watching this backup quarterback play in a game that you probably wouldn't care about. UConn's getting 21 and a half. We're going to stick by our principles and bet against the team in a look-ahead spot. Notre Dame's coming to Wallace Wade next week. 
and also bet against a team that's going on the road for the first time this year. Duke checks both those boxes. I'm getting a big number with UConn. I will say thank you, sir. Whip the Huskies plus 21. Send me that cash out, fam. 21 and a half. Got to make sure you get the hook. Boston College is playing at Louisville. WD, is there any doubt who we're taking with this pick? Not a one. Any doubt we're going against our beloved Eagles. They're getting two touchdowns after they lost by two points against FSU last week. I saw a lot of things that I like. Boston There's College. some trends, some analytics I could give you. I'm not going to waste your time and bog down the segment with that. Just know Louisville isn't great. BC isn't either. But that's 14 points. That's a lot of candy. And I like Castellanos, what he did a week ago. So, yes, we're going with our Eagles plus 14. Boston College. Send me that cash out, fam. Last college pick. I hate to go against two of our locals, but I have to do it. Pittsburgh is getting seven and a half from North Carolina. Pat Narduzzi is going to have his group fired up. North Carolina has a number next to its name. They played like crud against their rivals from Morgantown a week ago. I think you might see Phil Dracovic do some things Saturday that he wasn't doing against West Virginia. Pittsburgh's at home. You want to know? How many times Pittsburgh has hosted North Carolina in Pennsylvania? The answer to that question is eight. Saturday will be the ninth. You want to know how many of those games either way was decided by more than a touchdown? The answer is zero. Zero. All these games are close, with the exception of last year, which was a weird game in Chapel Hill. Pittsburgh needs to have it. I don't know if they get it. But I know they cover this game. They're not going to lose by more than a touchdown. The Tar Heels struggle with success, and I think that bites them in this being a close, entertaining game. Send me that cash out, fam. Let's go to Sunday, shall we? Three games on the NFL slate. The Vikings are 0-2. Who would bet on them? I would. They're hosting the also 0-2 LA Chargers. And the Vikings are laying a point? Uncle cool with that. Not a problem. Expect some fireworks in Minneapolis. That L.A. Charger defense has been bad the first few games. Meanwhile, Kirk Cousins has thrown for 700 yards and six touchdowns in the two losses combined. A lot of freak fumbles. Minnesota very well could be 2-0 right now. So we'll take the Vikings laying a point. Send me that cash out, fam. Washington is almost getting a full touchdown against the Buffalo Bills. In fact, they are. They just don't get the extra point. Washington plus six and a half. We're going with the commanders. We're going with Sam Howe. We're talking about an unbeaten football team. I think Washington's going to make the playoffs this year in the NFC. We said that before the year started. I don't think Buffalo's going to. I think it's a team that's heading in the wrong direction, even though they had the blowout win against the Raiders, who are really bad this year as well. Plus, it's a Ron Rivera versus his pupil game. Sean McDermott wants a defensive coordinator under Ron Rivera with the Panthers Give me the crew from D.C. to keep that one very tight and perhaps even pull off the upset. Washington plus six and a half. Give me that cash out, fam. We haven't bet on the Panthers at any point this year. That changes Sunday. But we're taking them. Yes, without Bryce Young, Panthers plus six and a half. However, 
if this line does climb to seven, we're going to take that seven if it becomes available. But right now, if it stays at six and a half, we're happy with that too. Just because I said so. Send me that cash the Carolina up, Panthers plus six and a half in Seattle. So in review, four college games tomorrow night, Purdue and Wisconsin going over 53. Three ACC picks on Saturday. UConn plus three touchdowns against Duke. Boston College, Boston College getting two touchdowns at Louisville. And Pittsburgh at home plus seven and a half against the Tar Heels. And in the NFL, Vikings minus a point. Washington getting a touchdown at home. And the Panthers plus six and a half in Seattle. Send me that cash out, fam. See if we get another winning week. See if we make that happen. How about that? 14 and 10 on the season. Five and three last week. We're cooking. And the strategy is find games that people would hate and then just win with those. Find games that, you know, lines you think that stink. Very close to just taking Georgia Tech against Wake Forest. We discussed that one. Because I can't explain why that line keeps going down. Vegas knows something that we don't, I think. The fact that it's three and a half Wake Forest is favored by at home against Georgia Tech, and that number keeps going down. I can't really explain it. The Drive with Josh Graham, only on WSJS. the sixth man of Tar Heel basketball and Carolina, Colorado football lifer BDOT joins the show. A reminder, we've got tickets to go see Dan and Shay in Greensboro before you can even buy the tickets tomorrow. If you'd like to go to that show, you got to help me out in grammar school in just a bit. Give us a call at 336-777-1600. You win just for the attempt. That's something that Desper- I think the desperation, the desperation. Yeah, there's real desperation. There. <laughs> okay, I will put this on a tee for you. I'm going to let you choose your own adventure, BDOT. I got three topics in front of me here. You tell me which one you want to explore. You can vent about two injuries that your team, your teams have sustained in the last week, whether it be Travis Hunter for Colorado being out for a little while and or Trayvon Diggs. You're wearing a Trayvon Diggs jersey right now for those who are watching on our video stream. We can get to Lil Wayne's re- resonance in 2023, or we can get to whether or not Coach Prime's going to be a one-and-done at Colorado this year. Um, I'm going to say the kid that hurt uh, Travis Hunter should miss some games. I would like to start there. I would like to say the news of losing Trayvon Diggs today, super hurt. Like, not, I wasn't devastated in the idea that, oh, this defense is going to suffer a lot with the absence of Trayvon Diggs. Like, I still think we'll have a very formidable defense. We get a lot of pressure up front, of course, led by Micah and Lawrence and those boys. And then the secondary, they just sort of get to react and have fun and just get a lot of um, punt returns, it seems, the quarterback throws out there to the defensive backs a lot of times. So I wasn't upset because of that, but 
Diggs is just such a heartbeat of that defense. He's just a um, a caricature of the defense. We know his son, Aiden. We follow him on social media. We love the relationship and dynamic that Trey has with his son. We know him and his brother, um, Stephon Diggs, they like to talk trash back and forth to see who has the best stats. So just those different storylines from Trey Diggs, it really, really hurts. So, yes, I did throw on my number seven Trey Diggs jersey for the homie today. And um, we're just going to have to keep winning for Trey. You were super mad at me last week. I'm, I, I tend to always get upset with you about something. Why was I upset with you last week? You were putting me on blast about Lil Wayne. Get him. Get him, Dot. Well, no, here's the thing. I love Lil Wayne. Like, Lil Wayne was my, was my guy. Like, mm-hmm. 2008. Like, we can agree, and someone's even writing here on the chat. Hashtag pasty white. I'm a pretty pasty guy. Okay? <laughs> I I'm, saw your picture earlier when you were in a, were you in a cheerleading uniform? Yeah. I don't think I've, I've, we've been roommates and I don't ever think I've seen your shoulders. That was awkward. Yeah, it was tough. If you missed that, it's on our YouTube channel. Oh, I just saw it. And I saw your midriff. Like those (laughs) things, the only person that should see your midriff and shoulders is Sarah Bradford. My wife. Uh, But I'm a pasty white guy. I went to a charter school. Lil Wayne was the biggest thing in 2008. The only point I was making is, Lil Wayne is dad music now. I'm in my 30s. Lil Wayne is dad music. 16, 17, and 18-year-olds aren't bumping Lil Wayne. They were born when he was at his apex. It wasn't meant to be a shot, Lil Wayne. I'm just saying, I feel like when Prime brought him out to bring the team out, that was for us, not for the recruits. The recruits probably cared a lot more about Kawhi Leonard and Offset being there. I mean, you're an idiot. And, and, and people that listen to your show, like every day you confirm it more and more for them. I don't know why we stick around and continue to listen. To say that the kids nowadays aren't familiar with Little Wayne Didn't say enough, that. enough to huh. be excited upon his entrance to Boulder, Colorado. You know how many black rappers have been to Boulder, Colorado? All of the black ones you've seen since Prime has been there. No black people go to Boulder, Colorado. That's first of all. Now, the recruits that are coming, see, Little Wayne is a father to who? Nicki Minaj, Drake. These, like, they're all in the same vein. So these, my son would be very excited if Lil Wayne came to a concert that he was at. My son also is very excited to go see Drake tomorrow. Could, he, could, he, name, could he rattle off Lil Wayne songs, though, is my point. But there are certain, I, I don't know how many. He could rattle off, but he understands the star right. quality. I'm saying, like, I, I'm saying in 2008, like, if you told me, hey, Nas was here, or who's Nas, I'd say I know who Nas is. But if you asked me to name a song in 2008, I probably wouldn't be able to do so because that Correct. wasn't my music. I'm not saying the kids wouldn't recognize Lil Wayne and be amazed by his celebrity. I'm saying they're probably not listening to Lil Wayne's music. They're probably going to name matter. Lil Wayne's music. That doesn't matter. Well, that's they're the point watching, I was making. They're not watching The Rock. That's but all I was saying. that The Rock was there? Absolutely. Like, there's, it's star power in Boulder. Yes, they, they're more from, they may be more familiar in their devices with Offset's music, but that does not minimize the star that is Lil Wayne. And when he put on a, a Colorado jersey, how completely bananas that crowd went. I love Lil Wayne, and that was pretty fire. It was amazing. It was amazing. Do you believe? Now do you believe, Josh Graham? Do you think they're going to win this weekend? They're going to lose. They're going to lose by more than 15. And I hope, I 
there are going to be people that have the big reaction and all that. No, my, my opinion is remained consistent on Colorado, except I actually no, they exceeded my expectations through the first few games. So my opinion is still going to be lofty of even if they lose or when they lose this weekend, it's still going to be incredibly lofty about the job that Deion Sanders has done. And it shouldn't be, people shouldn't be having overwhelming existential type of reaction to losing to Oregon. They're 21 point dogs this week. So, but if they, but if if they should happen to win, I'll wear the cheerleader yeah. outfit again. Oh God! Why do you no, do it to yourself? No, that's punishment. I don't uh. even want to see that. That's that's more punishment. You and that cheerleading outfit is more punishment to us. Thank you. Than it is to you, Josh Graham. <laughs> All right, I we won't wear the cheerleading outfit crap. again. Ugh. You're right. I won't do that again. Instead, what I'll do before I get myself in trouble, I'll play grammar school. Josh Graham has his own way of speaking. And just when you think it can't get any worse, Josh is going to attempt to learn B dot's vernacular. I'm gonna put one in the air. It's time for B dot's grammar school. Nobody better than B dot. Free game, during game, post game. Brought to you by Heritage Hardwood Floors. When it comes to flooring, they have no ceiling. At Heritage Hardwood Floors. You already know, man. Big shout out to our sponsor, Heritage Hardwood Floors. Thank you so much. Because when it comes to flooring, they have no ceiling. You need to take me to a game at the Gain Center this year. Oh, man. Yeah, we got to go get teed up in the games. I'm down. It's football season right now. We we got a um, game this Saturday at 6 o'clock. Um, uh, we, we, we're undefeated at home, Josh Graham. We lost our first two games on the road. We won our first home game, so we're going to keep that momentum going into this week. This is the week I would have gone if I was in town. I'm going to be in Hilton Head this weekend. Um, hey, man, Josh Graham. Dan and Shay tickets. If you want to go see them in Greensboro, just help me a little bit. Help! 336-777-1600. Just the attempt will be enough. Yeah. All right, Dot, before you throw three words or expressions at me of the urban vernacular i've got a question for you that's caucastic uh wd has been introduced to eddie murphy a great deal this week he hadn't really seen eddie murphy movies he watched beverly hills cop for the first time this week and perhaps we'll give him some more movies in the future he's one of the early stars of saturday night live so it had me thinking chevy chase is another one of those stars can you name multiple Chevy Chase movies? Oh, uh, Chevy Chase movies. I could definitely do my favorite, which is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Um, and then for a Chevy Chase movie, I'm drawing a blank. I'm glad I said multiple, just to <laughs> make it a little bit challenging. One involves golf. That's a hint I'll give you. Was he in Caddyshack? He's one of the stars in Caddyshack. Go! No, 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 no. Oh, that's who that was. That's that's Chevy Chase. Huh? Okay. What's the first word you got for me? What's a spliff? A what? A spliff. Spliff. Yeah. S P L I F F. Oh, a spliff. Yeah. Three three six seven 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 one six hundred. A spliff. Yeah. What's a spliff? Now the phone lines are popping. So I just need to, I'm probably going to get multiple people's opinion on this. I think we have two pairs of tickets that we can use. I'm going to use my lifeline for spliff, but I need multiple people's perspective on it before I arrive at a decision 
of what I think a spliff is. Because again, it's just, I, I, it, it, you don't have to get it right. You just, it's the effort that you get in on this with. You should get an F for effort because that is horrible. That They don't even have to give the correct answer. They can just call up and say, I think a spliff is a broomstick. And you're like, all right, broomstick, wrong. All right, let me try Bo and Winston-Salem first. Bo, what do you think? Like, what do you think a spliff is? Man, that's easy, but can you say it on the radio? Uh, Well, maybe you could try to clean it up and help me out a little bit. Like, try to just clean up what you think it might be. Uh, Let's just say it's a a fun way to enjoy an evening. (laughs) So is it like an item, Bo? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, you passed it around in a group of your oh, friends. Oh, uh-huh. man, I sh- okay. That, I see where you're going now. Bo, congratulations. You're going to go to uh, Dan and Jay. Just stay on hold. Now let's try Tim and Greensboro. So it seems like Bo thinks it might be some type of narcotics. Tim, what do you think a spliff is? I think Bo would be correct, and it's, it's legal in Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> there you go. Go Buffs. <laughs> uh I should have known. When in doubt, it's either drugs or guns. That's what B dot tells me. I always have to add that qualifier. Yeah, we'll go. Yeah. That a spliff is a joint. That is incorrect. No! What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the default guess, and both of them were on the same page, and this is yeah. what happens to me. What is it? Well, see, here's the thing. It does contain the cannabis, but it also can- contains tobacco as well, both together in the rolled up. It is tobacco and cannabis. Whoa. Do I get a half point? Negative. Okay. They still get the tickets, W. Dave. We'll yeah. still wow, let them out. They, they still do. get the tickets, and it's they're crazy. wrong. They were close, though. What's next? What's the J? Well, come on now. <laughs> uh, it is funny. I mean, a J, a J could be two things. It could be a, a sweet jumper, right? Or it could be a joint. And or you're correct. We'll give you a bail on that. Correct. My correct, brother, correct. my brother, when he was a senior in high school, ran for student body president, and he hung a bunch of signs. It was Kobe Bryant. Like putting, like Photoshop, putting his arm around my brother, and it said, "Kobe knows a good J when he sees one." <laughs> my brother's Josh, name's Jordan. Why, Josh, why are you red right now? I'm, you know, <laughs> talking about drugs on the radio <laughs> can get to me a little bit. Whoa! Grammar school, baby. You never know what they're talking about in these locker rooms. Here's the last one, Josh Graham. How much does an eighth weigh? Now, here's how I'm going to help you. Here's how I'm going to help you. If the whole thing is 28 grams, what is an eighth of 28? You have 11 seconds. Eight of 28. An eighth of 28? Um, Nine, eight, seven, six. Stay off the weed. (laughs) This is for the win. I'm going to say it's – Are you? is One. this a math problem? It is a math problem. How much is, does the eighth weigh? Well, an eighth of 28 is like like mm-hmm, two and a <laughs> half. Or no, three and a half. Yeah, like three and a half. I think that's the answer. 
Is that your final answer? Yeah. That is correct, Josh yeah! Brown. <laughs> Do you believe? <laughs> My East Carolina education came through. Yeah! Stay off the weed! <laughs> so you might hear somebody say, hey, let me get a 3-5. And that's what they're saying, Josh Graham. 3-5. Who do you think of when you think of 3-5? Like Jersey Kevin Durant. Durantula. I think Reggie Bullock. Mm. It's a good one. Shout out to Kenston. It is a good one. Dot, you're a good one. I am a good one. Big shout out to my boy Trey Diggs. Big shout out to the Carolina, I mean to the Cowboys Nation. We're going to be okay. And make sure you join me on the Cowboys couch this fall.